Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking with Jamie from tvshowgraphs.com. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, the two Jamies. Love yes, your name. You know, there's a reason you're, you're so brilliant and intelligent and creative because I heard all Jamies are this way. It's the it's, best name. It really yeah, it is. is. It totally I'm is. I'm a little biased, but it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, Milo's are all right too, though. I don't know if they're as, as, not very as common. looking as Jamie's. People like to name their pets Milo more than their children. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've seen many yeah. cat Milos. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not only a fan of your, of your name, but I've also been a big fan of your work. So it's these graphs based on, so I'm, I'm, we're data visualization nerds and we're also TV, big time TV geeks. And you've like meshed the geekiness of the two things together to create these TV show graphs and they're amazing. So I'm, I'm glad that you came on to talk to us about these amazing graphs. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. It's something that started doing about oh, 11, 12 months ago, right in the middle of COVID, just was looking for something fun to kind of combine. I've always been a big TV dork and like math and just figured it was a cool, cool way to combine them and stay busy during that crazy last winter when we were all kind of locked inside. Where do you find some of the data, like, is this a lot of just manual looking up stuff on IMDb or are there places that you can go to be like season such and such of such and such, you know, how many of this things happened? Yeah. So it's a combination. So some stuff I'll collect on my own. So for instance, I did some graphs that were looking at like the distribution between like time in the office workplace scenes versus time in like apartment scenes. And for some of those, I just kind of coded and rewatched episodes. It was a fun excuse to like go back and like actually like pull my own data sets. Uh, But for the vast majority, probably 80%, it'll be a combination of IMDB or kind of grabbing fun facts from different places and trying to cross check and kind of pulling it all together. Wikipedia, although it has its faults, I'll oftentimes kind of look there at least for inspiration and then kind of go back to, to various sources. And I also have a few really awesome like TV directory guides here that are also good inspiration for graphs. Mm. <laughs> That's rad. And, but, and sorry, uh, and what and what do you use to create the graphs? Because they're very visual. So, like I, I did one here, and I just I was just using Excel, but yours have pictures, and they're they're really quite cool looking. Yeah, so I've pretty much exclusively been using Canva, which I had mm. never used prior to this, but it's super fun. Um, it's not. It's good for like visuals and like adding, making things fun. It's not the best for like intense data analysis. So like no offense to any Canva folks out there, but it's more of like the visualization piece. If I'm trying to do something a little bit more advanced, I might start in Excel and then kind of move over to Canva for visualization. But it's a pretty fun tool, actually. I've had a a lot of fun kind of playing around with it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like your visualizations are awesome. Like one of my favorites is the the program that was brought when it was brought from black and white to color and you got a little picture of John black and white Gilligan. And then the, and then you got all the black and whites and colors and all that stuff. It's just like, it's so cool because if you're a a kind of a data geek and you're also a TV geek that you, you just, 
this I can just sit and watch the I actually have just sit and peruse these for like an hour, you know, like <laughs> they're very cool. Nice. Yeah, no, that was a fun one to do the like black and white into color. And for me, it's a good excuse to like dig into pieces of TV history because it's not something I've ever like formally studied. I think a lot of us were just like we learn about TV from watching reruns when we're kids and as young adults and kind of throughout our lives. But it was kind of a fun excuse for some of these graphs to actually go back and like spend some time reading up on a topic that I would have had no idea about beforehand. Were there anything that you were when you were working on it and doing the research that was really kind of that you can think of that was really shocking or surprising? You're like, wow, I would not have thought that. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm trying to think back to some of the ones that I've done recently. I remember I did one for the Jeffersons recently around like multi-part episodes. And I was blown away by how many multi-part episodes they had. And I think similar for like on the family shows like that, I feel like there was really an era where like two, three, and even like four part episodes were the norm. And like, I remember that growing up, but like to actually sit down and look at certain shows and just how common that was and how like over the seasons, it became more of a, a staple that they relied on was kind of interesting, but it'll, it's interesting. I feel like for some like graph ideas, I'll sit down and I think, oh, there's going to be something really interesting or revelationary that comes from this. And it turns out sometimes those aren't the ones that actually have anything that interesting. And I might still post it just for, for completion's sake, but some of the other ones are more surprising where it's actually like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that one was going to have something kind of hidden beyond the surface. Yeah, we um, my uh, we're rewatching Friends now just because, you know, for something to do and watch. And we didn't realize how often basically most episodes are really it's just the Ross and Rachel show. Right. And <laughs> it, which reminded because you did a chart that Friends characters, how often their name appears in the title and like the top two, like the top one is Rachel followed up by Ross. And it's like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's basically every freaking episode is the Ross and Rachel show. And you don't yeah, realize it so when it first true, aired because yeah. there's so much time in between each episodes and seasons. But when you're watching them closer together, you're like, oh, man, I'm sick of these two people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember with that one. I was so, um, I wasn't shocked that Rachel was at the top, but it definitely like illustrated for me such a big discrepancy. I think Monica was on the lower end and like, I've always been a big Monica fan. She's the one I relate to most. So it definitely showed you certain characters that got a little bit more love than others. Um, and honestly, a graph like that, a lot of times will inspire me to look at something from a different angle. So like that graph looked at characters and episode titles but now I'm kind of curious to see what if you looked at like lines of dialogue by the friends characters or any other kind of data points that might show you like representation of certain characters mm-hmm. now you're actually slicing and analyzing and <laughs> doing what you do with data but but as with tv that's the coolest thing that's what I love about it <laughs> it's it's fun to like be able to do something like mathy and a little bit statistical it's not usually too too crazy but to apply it to something fun like that's that's exactly why it's been such an addictive kind of hobby to do what kind of response have you got from people when they see these yeah it's really it's been a cool way to connect with people i think um certain graphs that i've posted i think will I'll get to like know certain fans of that show or I'll get, sometimes I'll post something on, on Reddit if it's one that I've worked a lot on. Um, 
And you get really interesting like connections from people. So like I did one looking at um, SNL hosts over the years and got to like connect to SNL fans through that and get feedback and sometimes get like really good suggestions too of people who might be like really into that show and be like, hey, have you thought about splicing the data this way? Or maybe you could show it in this other way for like this era or just really cool feedback from folks, which I always like. You probably get a lot of like Nick at night nerds, right? Yeah. I'm a Nick at night nerd. Oh, I am the biggest Nick at night nerd. So that is my, that is what raised me on TV. So fun fact, I was probably around 11 or 12 when I first discovered Nick at night and just became absolutely obsessed. <laughs> I posted oh. on message boards as an 11 year old, like making friends with other like Nick at night fans as a preteen. One of the bridesmaids in my wedding was actually someone I met on a Laverne and Shirley message board when I was 11 years old. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it, it kind of was a community even back then when the internet was first getting going. But yeah, Nick at Night has a soft spot in my heart always. <laughs> are people still, do, do they still do message boards? It's not really something you've heard, you've heard too much. Now it's all like Facebook yeah. groups and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem like as much. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Reddit is maybe the closest thing I've seen, like with certain yeah. communities, but traditional message boards, I don't see that often. No, that was definitely a 90s thing or yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. Uh. Yep. Yep. Oh, the era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're getting a little aged, but we're talking about Nick and Knight and message, and message boards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> young, if we have any younger people listening, you're like, what the heck is that? Is Nick, Nick at Night still a message board? board? <laughs> I, I don't have cable TV. Do they not do Nick at Night anymore? I should know that. I don't, I haven't seen it. But if it either. is, it's like nothing like what it used to be. I feel like there were like eras since where they were doing like Nick at Night and it was like shows that just weren't even like the old school stuff. But I don't know if it's officially, I think it is in hmm. some form right now, but. All right. Okay. So yeah. I've got, sorry, did you have another question, Jamie? I didn't want to interrupt. No, there. I was just going to say like, uh, um, if they have Nick at night now, cause I remember when I was a kid and we watched Nick at night, it's like stuff from the fifties or sixties, you know, before my time. And now Nick at night's like probably stuff like we actually watched and we're like, why is that on there? Well, because it's like old stuff, it's man. Old shows. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably get yep. depressed if I had Nick at Night nowadays. I'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I can believe that. I definitely remember when Friends first came on Nick at Night, which was actually like a while ago, like feeling very old at the time. Because to me, Friends was like, like I grew up Friends finale aired around when I graduated from high school. Like that was very much like a show I watched live as it aired. And yeah, that one made me feel old for sure. <laughs> Are you a Friends fan like of the show then? I am. I am a super, super Friends dork. Yeah. Okay. So, cause we're going to do a Friends retrospective episode here in the future. Ooh, nice. So uh, if you would like to come back for our Friends retrospective episode, that'd that be would fantastic. be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, Oh, love Friends so much. That was like one of the shows I would tape it onto VHSs before DVDs were the thing. Like I remember when the DVDs finally came out, I was in high school and like saving up all my money to get like a $50 because they were so expensive back in the day, like a $50 oh, yeah. season pack of like seasons four or five. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, it was my world. It was great. Mm, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're rewatching all of the episodes. So when I'm done with that, we'll hit you up. 
Hey, Jamie, what's poppin'? Poppin' corks, poppin' tags, and poppin' culture. What you talking about, Jamie? The Poppin' Culture Podcast with our foul-mouthed friends, Mary Jane and Kiki. There's some drinking, there's some cussing, there's also great conversation about anything from celeb mishaps to current events. That's right. And you can find Poppin' Culture Podcasts on the web at poppinpodcast.com and listen in on Good Pods, Reason, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do it! Okay, so I've been anxiously sitting here waiting to share my graph with you guys. So yeah. I'm going to share my screen and then I'll explain to our podcast listeners what's, um, what's on the screen. Uh, share screen. So this, this is my chart that I came up with today. So my idea was um, 80s TV shows and they had to actually start in the 80s. So for example, Different Strokes isn't on here because that actually started in 78. And even though you think of it as an 80s show. And what I did is longevity of seasons compared to ranking, like how highly ranked is it? And my sources for, I use four different sources. I went to IMDb, ranker.com, 80s kids and uh, tricky kids. So IMDb is probably going to be the most accurate and, and what they were ranked. So on IMDb, for example, the number one show is Cosby show. Uh, the number 11th is facts or sorry, the number 10th is facts of life. And so I compiled that and came up with an average and took my averages and put them in a chart. So we've got, and then added length of seasons. So I don't think any of this is going to be too surprising, but so the most popular show is cheers. Uh, everybody loves cheers out of all of these shows, which ran for 11 seasons. So makes sense. People loved it. They watched it for the longest. And then you can see the trend as well that my little trend lines are crossing over here. So the trending down as the seasons go down, the popularity goes down. So unfortunately, perfect strangers and Alf down here at the very end um, didn't do as well. And uh, like Al, for example, only had four seasons, but like you look at the top, you know, few shows, 11 seasons, Married with Children is 11 seasons. Um, this is still not in order, but, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's my chart. That's super cool. I'm impressed. I love the like multiple like sources too for the the popularity rank. And I feel like it kind of checks out. So like if I'm reading this correctly, it sounds like Cheers and Golden Girls were the two that kind of topped the list. And I feel yep. like that kind of resonates with what I see from like general fan sentiment. Like when people, I also post some of my like favorite shows from the 80s. And I feel like those two are probably the ones that I see mentioned the most. Family Ties is a little lower than I would expect. I feel like that one, like at least in terms of like maybe critical acclaim more than fan acclaim. But um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I think it has to do too with like, I mean, I loved Family Ties. It was one of my favorite shows when I was younger, but like, I don't think I've watched it since then. Right. Yeah. Whereas I've seen Cheers since then. I know Jamie yep. watches Golden Girls. He's a total, Heck yeah, uh, I do. you know, Golden, <laughs> Girls, I watch Golden Girls like a champ. Yeah. yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if maybe Cosby show has gone down. Maybe it was initially yeah. ranked a little bit higher, but it's gone down over the past few years because of the Cosby stuff. But what's yep. cool about this too is it, it does kind of like valid. So you're like, yeah, this makes sense. If it came all wonky and I was like, well, hey, how is like Cheers number 10 on the list yet went, you know, for 11 seasons kind of thing. Um, so it is kind of a neat chart. Newhart, I was surprised. I didn't realize anybody under the age of like 60 watched Newhart, but enough people must watch it to, to keep it on the list. Yeah. And I feel like too, with like popularity, 
so much depends on like the treatment that these shows get in terms of like syndication. And yeah. now I think streaming is going to play a big role. Like I worry that certain shows that like aren't getting streaming deals are going to kind of like fall off the cultural conscience a little bit. Like I feel like family ties is one that like wasn't on a ton for me in reruns growing up. I think it got added to Nick at night at some point, but it wasn't really like a flagship show or like, I don't know, for me, like in looking at this list, like cheers, golden girls, full house were always on in reruns, but some of these others maybe a little less. So. Yeah. So audience listeners, what we've got here is number one on the list is cheers. Uh, and it ran for 11 seasons. So out of all of these, only two shows ran for 11 seasons and that was cheers and married with children and married with children came in fifth on the list, followed up by Roseanne at 10 seasons, which came in at nine on the list. Um, so, so shows are cheers, then golden girls, then night court Cosby show married with children, family ties, new heart, Roseanne growing pains. Who's the boss full house, Alf and perfect strangers. I was kind of surprised to see um, Alf on here truthfully, but I guess, Everybody does love Alf when you mention Alf. Or if you say the name Gordon Shumway, everybody knows who that is. You're like, they're like, yeah. do you know who Gordon Shumway is? You're like, yes, Alf. So it makes sense. But it did only do four I, seasons. I, for some reason, received Alf magazine for a certain era. Like there was a, a magazine that was entirely just Alf growing up. And I don't know why I subscribed to this, but it was a thing. It was a, a cultural yeah. sensation for a bit. <laughs> They had a cartoon for a while too. Did you ever yeah, watch the cartoon? Did. Gosh, I hadn't seen that. That's yeah, cool. yeah. yeah there was a cartoon. I think in the eighties, in general, l- l- little aliens who were your friends were kind of a kind of a popular thing. Um, yeah. Starting with ET, and then it's like, oh, hey, little aliens, who's your friend? Steve that's Spielberg a cool. That's did. a cool chart, Milo. That's a that's, good stat. Yeah, that's really cool. Did that today. So, yep, that's that's my chart. It doesn't look quite as cool because I used Excel. I didn't use Canva. But, um, but well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll but get... I combined two data points. I was really impressed with myself on that yeah. and did trend lines. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll, we'll work on that, dude. I'll get I'll get my stuff out. We'll we'll make that we'll make that kind of hot and we'll post it. Yeah, we'll put it on the podcast page so yeah. listeners can have so people can see it. I, I, I didn't actually build build one because, um, of course, Milo's got to outdo me. But my idea was <laughs> doing something like. Do you know how you start out with a main cast and then over time you get like, like the family grows and you start adding like the Cosby show had, you know, a group of, of the Huxtables and then gradually like there were more and more Huxtables and Raven Simone's in there. And before you know it, it's like this giant family, like Roseanne might bring the boyfriend in and before in the other boyfriend and then the boyfriends are kind of main characters you know how they start adding main characters to the main main cast i was thinking about graphing that like and it could be like a multi show thing where you're like hey how many did they start with and how many did they end with just because i find it fascinating how like some of them are successful by adding new characters but some of them are obviously desperate um yeah you know, like getting Leo, Leo DiCaprio in their last season of Growing Pains. Like, Leo, help us out. We're dying yeah. here, you know. <laughs> um, so I think it'd be interesting to graph that out. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> I might now because I saw Milo did some work. So maybe I should, too. Yeah, get to it, man. Well, most of these shows did. Cheers added characters. 
Uh, well, Goldberg. they replaced characters, I would say. Cliff Clavin was not an original cast member. He was uh, a uh, he was in the post credits, but not the uh, head credits. Um, so there you go. The more you know. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um, Fraser. Fraser wasn't an original cast member. And I think he became a regular, didn't he? Yeah. Before this so it, but it, I think it'd just be interested to see because some of these some of them are, are, are like started out as what they call recurring. Mm-hmm. And then they became like part of the main ensemble, like that full house friend, that annoying one that just showed up every once in a while. But then she's like became a main character. And I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? I can't stand that. Oh, one. Kimmy? Kimmy Gimmel? Yeah, yeah. Why'd yes, you do that? Yes, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe I'm going to graph that out. But we have to send our graphs to Jamie because like we need the stamp of approval from the, I'm an expert. From the, well, I have to say, like these are both great ideas. Like you guys need to post share these. Yeah, this is awesome. I was <laughs> very, very impressed. Maybe we'll be contributors because because we, we have a lot of time and we're gonna be like graphic TV shows because we have nothing to do. And then we'll be like, hey, yep. Jamie, check this out. Hey, we're gonna <laughs> contribute to your site now. Here you go. There you go. <laughs> Should we like stop emailing me? guys it was just a podcast can you stop can you leave me alone please i got a real job jeez man (laughs) it's a it's an interesting i was gonna say time suck i don't know if that's the right word but it you get in these like rabbit holes of like i'll sit down for an afternoon with like an idea and then like look up and it's like nine o'clock and it's still just like going on it's it's yeah time flies when you're graphing weird tv things yeah oh, only a true nerd would say that Woo-hoo. yes <laughs> time flies when you're graphing yes it does Plus, yep. <laughs> i'll have something to show the ladies at the wine bar to be yeah. like hey what are you, you what go. are you all about i'm like check out these tv graphs check i made graph. what do you think about that and, Look at and they'll be like i'll get you a glass of wine how about that We're like oh you're so smart jamie yeah. There you go. <laughs> and your name's Jamie. What? <laughs> um, Same ever. We should probably wrap it up here then. Uh, where can people find your site and follow you, uh, Jamie? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's just TV show graphs. And then I have all of my graphs posted on the website, www.tvshowgraphs.com. And yeah, I try to post a few new graphs each week on Twitter and Instagram. It's been a little crazy lately, but I have a few in flight. I'm looking at, I want to do something around like 90s and 80s TV shows with like future Oscar winners on them. Like I was starting mm-hmm. to take a look like Growing Pains has had at least three, maybe more. You know, Friends has had a, a bunch like both former Oscar winners and folks that went on to win. So yeah, plan around with that idea right now. And yeah, folks ever have any ideas. I'm always like looking for new inspiration. So send ideas my way at any point as well. Perfect. And we'll throw throw your links in the show notes as well. So, uh, so people can reach out to you if they want to. Awesome. All right, folks, uh, we're going to end it here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again, Jamie, for joining us. Uh, new Jamie, not old Jamie. And uh, we're going to say we are out of here like that random outlier in your chart. You don't know why it's there, so you just ignore it. Goodbye. Oh, that was super fun.